0: I'm super excited to be here with the 9 a.m. crowd, the few of us, which I love, because um, the 9 a.m. crowd, we said no matter what, we were going to do two services around here, and that was important to us so our volunteers could have the opportunity to attend church. So that's an exciting thing for us. couple of updates just for you guys who've been with us since the beginning of Downtown Harbor Church. We're trekking along. This is week nine, and last week, this is, was an exciting thing. We had our first time that we broke 100 people in the building, so that was a really cool thing for us last week. So just a quick update. Yeah, we're kind of Growing and there was actually 22 kids here last week, so we were a little bit kind of going, "Uh oh, what are we going to do when these children like you know start coming?" So it was an exciting thing. Um, I am so excited to be continuing our series called "What Was I Thinking?" We are going to take the next few weeks. We've already spent two weeks in this series. We're going to take the next couple weeks, uh, making it five weeks, talking about this idea of having less of these moments, less of these "What Was I Thinking?" moments, less of these moments where we kind of go, "Ah." Why did I do that? What was I thinking when I did that? And so we're taking a look at a couple of different topics. The first topic we looked at was this idea of choices and making wise choices versus right choices or wrong choices. Last week we looked at words, um, and today we're actually going to look at family. And I think it comes at a kind of opportune time because we have things coming up which um, involve our family members. We have things coming up like Thanksgiving and Christmas where we're going to be spending time with these people more And more. But um, this entire month, we're spending the whole month in the book of Proverbs, this book of kind of ancient wisdom that can kind of help us figure out all of these things that we're dealing with. And we're actually discovering that this book of ancient wisdom isn't actually so ancient. That the things that we read in this book and the things that what this book says actually has so much application to our life today if we do it. And if we listen to it, we might even actually have a few less. What was I thinking? moment so let's just dive right in to take a look at what this book has to say about family it says this in proverbs eleven twenty nine: 29 exploit or abuse your family abuse your family and end up with a fistful of air common sense tells you that it is a stupid way to live look at this first line when it says exploit or abuse your family and end up with a fistful of air do you know what you have when you have a fistful of air nothing You have nothing in there. So if you exploit or abuse your family, you will actually end up with nothing. But let's take a look at this word for a second because it's so interesting and it's so complex because this word brings up so much emotion. This word brings up so much baggage with it. This word brings up probably more emotion than any other word that you would think of because when you actually think about family and you actually think about the people in your life who are your family— There's a lot of just stuff that goes along with it. For whatever reason, it is very emotional. And sometimes, and maybe it's more often than sometimes, we end up in kind of major conflict with family. And it hurts more, doesn't it, when we do that with family members. And this word, this idea of family, which Proverbs talks about, it's such a detailed level. It has so much baggage, and there's so much emotion that goes along with it. And that's where we're going to land today. Now, I want to present you with an idea as we begin. Here's the idea that I want to present you with. It's not a very complicated idea. It's a very simple idea, but it's one that is very true. It's this, is that life is short. Is that you have one life to live. That you actually have one period of time here on earth, probably capping it around a hundred years, maybe. And some of us are going to live shorter than that, and some of us are going to live longer than that. But it's this idea that your one and only life that you have is very, very short. And really, at the end of the day, it can be taken from you at any moment. We don't know how much time we have. It's this idea that life is so short, life is so precious, life is just this moment that we have to live It's such a short period of time. Therefore, If life is short, related to family, we want to make the most of the time that we have with the people who are our family. We want to make the most of the time that we have with people who are closest to us because the truth about family, the truth about these people who are in our lives, in my opinion, is this, family, the most important relationships you will have on earth. Family are the most important relationships that you will have on earth. They are people in your life that cannot be replaced. They are people in your life who are there. They cannot be replaced. Replaced by someone else. Notice when I said this, I said they were the most important relationships that you have on earth. I didn't say that they were the best relationships that you have on earth. I didn't say that they actually needed to be good to be important because the truth about us is a lot of us have messed up family situations. A lot of us are in situations with our families that aren't good. A lot of us have disdain toward people in our families and they're not good. But I didn't say. That they were good, I said they were important, and just because they may not be good doesn't mean that they're not important. Now, I wanna present to you an idea about family that I think is so important as you understand the context of what I'm going to say today. These relationships are the only relationships that you didn't choose. These relationships that are your family are the only relationships in your life that you did not choose. You did not choose who your mother was going to be. You did not choose who your father was going to be. You did not choose who your brother or sisters were going to be if you have any. You did not choose who your aunts and uncles are going to be. You did not choose who your cousins are going to be. These people who are related to you or who kind of share the same DNA and the same blood, you did actually not choose these people. Now, there are people in your life that you did choose. You choose your friends, and if you don't want to be friends with somebody anymore, what do you do? You just go away. You don't be friends with them anymore. If you chose your employer and if you don't want to be employed by this person anymore, what do you do? You go and you find another job. What do you do if you, if you choose to live somewhere and you choose to live, maybe you're in an apartment complex or a condo and you, your neighbor's really loud and you're like, I don't want to you know, be next to this person anymore, listen to this all night long anymore. So what do you do? You go away. But with family, they are the only relationships in your life that you did not choose. These people who are there in our lives are there. And here's the deal. They can't be replaced. They're not necessarily going away. And these are the people in our lives that things tend to get a little ugly with from time to time, don't they? Family. These people who are our closest and most important relationships in our lives, they, they tend to kind of get ugly. And for whatever reason, there's fights that break out between families. And there's these things that kind of pop up and arise. And we don't know why it happens or, or how it happens, but it just gets ugly with these people that we didn't choose in our lives. In fact, you've probably heard of a couple of scenarios before with families. Maybe you're even experiencing this right now because I hear from this. I hear from people all the time and it just breaks my heart. I hear from people who are estranged. Now if you don't know what the word estranged means, let me tell you, estranged is this idea that there is someone in your family who you've had a disagreement with or a conflict with and now you are choosing to not be associated with that person anymore. You're choosing not to talk to the person. You're choosing not to share things with the person. I'm estranged from my mother. Her and I don't speak together anymore. We don't get together at holidays. We don't interact. And furthermore, some families are separated by this idea of divorced, that they're divorced. There's this idea that a husband and wife have said, I don't want to be together anymore. Therefore, um, I'm going to go be with somebody else. And then, uh, you know, maybe kids and cousins and aunts. It just gets all ugly there. Divorce related to families. And then maybe your family has engaged in something like this holiday fights have you ever been around a family when a fight breaks out at the holidays it is really ugly let me give you a small example i called my aunt mary last night and asked her if i could tell this story she said yes i said good because i was going to tell it anyway whether you said yes or no i said so when i was eight i'll never forget this we went to my grandparents house every year for thanksgiving and christmas and they lived up in Jenison, Michigan. Now, Jenison is up here. You know someone's from Michigan when they hold their right hand up, by the way. If it's the left hand, it's not correct. Jennison is right up there in the state of Michigan, okay? And so we would go up there for holidays, and my Aunt Mary got one year from my Uncle Steve a new diamond ring for Christmas. She got this diamond ring, and it was what she had been wanting for a long, long time. In fact, for them, it was a really, really big deal to get this ring. It was expensive, and it was meaningful, and they had probably been saving for years to get this thing. And she came in to the Christmas dinner table with all of a sitting there and she was so excited about this ring she was showing it off it was blinging like she was just ready to roll right she was she wanted everybody's approval and she was so proud of this ring and I mean like it was not just a boastful proud she was proud this was something that she really wanted to let everybody know that she had gotten because she was so excited and so happy to get it well, then my grandmother's sister, my Aunt Betty, everybody's got an Aunt Betty, don't they? Why does everybody have an Aunt Betty? I don't know, it just is the case. So my Aunt Betty and her family come in, and my Aunt Betty had a son named Todd. Now, um, if you'd probably have somebody like this in your family as well, Todd is an agitator. He exists to stir up trouble. That is the only reason why he's there. And he loves to instigate and kind of stir the pot at moments. So he comes in and he sees my Aunt Mary all excited about her new diamond ring. And Aunt Mary and cousin Todd are first cousins to kind of give you the perspective. So you're all m- knowing who your first cousin is and you're putting somebody in your mind who's just like this, I'm sure. So my Aunt Mary shows Todd her new, diamond ring and Todd goes oh that looks great can I see that so Aunt Mary took her ring off handed it down the table to Todd Todd took a look at the ring and he goes I got tools in my truck shinier than this thing and Aunt Mary threw her fork down walked away from the table and came back in tears and the entire rest of the meal was ruined because of this moment I'm sure you haven't experienced anything like that in your home, have you? It just is the fact that these things happen with our family, and it gets kind of ugly, and why does it happen that way? Why do we kind of land here, and why do people do this to each other, especially people who are blood? These things happen, and these fights kind of break out, and it gets ugly from time to time, and every person in this room has a scenario that you're thinking of in your own mind and in your own life that has happened. This family stuff is real it's true, it's hard, it's difficult to navigate through, but it's important to recognize that and to try to move forward. So here's a couple of things that I just want you to know today about family. And I hope you don't miss this because holidays are coming up and family relationships affect every single one of us. Here is something I want you to know. Your family is crazy, okay? your family is nuts. They are. It's just a fact of life. In some way, shape, or form, your family, whether it's immediate family, extended family, they're crazy. Here's something else I want you to know. So is mine, okay? Mine are insane, too. Like, it just, like you just have to get ready for it. Like, everybody's family's crazy. Your family is crazy. So is mine, and so is everyone's, okay? Everybody has this stuff that goes into family and holidays, and if you're married, like, you know, like, it's not just about your family that you have to deal with. There's extended family that you have to kind of navigate through and, 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 and work through. I mean, when Caitlin and I got married, I, I had a whole other pe- uh, group of people in my life that I necessarily didn't choose to be there. Now, I did because I chose to marry her, but those people, the same principle applies. They're in her life, and she didn't necessarily choose them. They're just our families, and so here's just a couple of things that I want you to know. Your family is crazy, so is mine, and so is everyone's. Now, A lot of times people say, you know, I really just wish we could go back to like Bible times and like scripture times, like families talked about in the ancient scriptures, and I really wish that we could kind of go back and be like them and how it was supposed to be. Really? You really want to talk about that? Let's go back to the absolute beginning of time. With Adam and Eve, the two first people that is said to have ever lived. And they had two sons, right? And what happened? One son killed the other one, right? That wasn't exactly a whole holistic family situation. Let's take a look at the, the family of Noah. Noah was the guy in the Old Testament long time ago where he was so holy and so pure and God chose him to kind of repopulate the earth after God decided to wipe it out in the Old Testament after it was so bad and so desolate. And Noah was this perfect image of family, right? Until afterward, when he put on his birthday suit and got drunk and put on his get drunk and party naked outfit, right? Okay, well... Maybe those two don't count. Let's talk about the story of Joseph. Let's talk about Joseph in the Old Testament, whose brothers were so jealous that his dad gave him a special present that they decided to sell him into slavery, then mocked a killing of him, and went back and told his dad that he was dead. Really? You want your family to be like that? I told you. Your family's crazy. So is mine. So is everyone's. Okay, Adam, you got me. But let's talk about the family of Jesus. You've been talking about Jesus a lot. You've been talking about what he said, love God by loving your neighbor. Let's talk about the family of Jesus, okay? Let's talk about the family of Jesus who left him at the temple. They would have had child protective services called on them today, okay? They were not perfect either. Your family's crazy. So is mine. So is everyone's. And they've been crazy since the beginning of time. They've been crazy. But we have to figure out how to navigate through that. We have to figure out what that means for us. Because I brought up those things that happen in terms of fights and quarrels and in terms of things that happen around the holidays with families and people that you would interact with. Here's something that the book of Proverbs says about that. Starting a quarrel, this is Proverbs 17, 14. Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam, so drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. Let's take my little family scenario that I mentioned to you about my aunt and my cousin. That created a mess for the rest of our holidays. It created a dam that was breached and it kind of spewed on to everyone. Starting a quarrel is like doing that. So make it right. Drop the matter before a dispute breaks out and it gets bigger and things get uglier because here's the truth with our families. And I don't know why this is, but I feel like this is so true. It's so emotional and so powerful. Things hurt in a different way related to your family. When someone wrongs you and they're your blood, it hurts in a different way than it does when it's just somebody off the street somebody pulls up next to you and gives you the middle finger in traffic, you get irritated. Your mom pulls up next to you in traffic, it's really ugly, right? It hurts. It's it's like, I, I don't know why it is, but things hurt in a different way when it's related to our family. And when people wrong us, someone does that. We generally, related to our family, think, you're my blood, you're my brother, you're my sister, you're my mom, you're my aunt. You shouldn't do that to me. I mean, I expect that of others, but not my own family. So when things happen to us and it's done on behalf of family, it hurts in a different way. It's emotional and powerful, and it's a different kind of emotion than you experience from someone who is not your blood. Furthermore, so it hurts in a different way, but furthermore, it's this, forgiveness, Forgiveness tends to be most difficult when extended to the people who are closest to us. And I don't know why that is. I don't get it. But it's true. I know it's true because it's true in my own life. It's easier for me to forgive a stranger than it necessarily is to forgive my mom. I don't know why. Why? It's just deep rooted in us and it's true. And forgiveness just is this idea that we're gonna talk about in the month of December at a really detailed level at Downtown Harbor Church because forgiveness is uber important and it's just something that all of us need to work through and deal with. But forgiveness tends to be most difficult when extended to the people who are closest to us. And I don't know why that is. I don't know where that happened or why that happened. But here's what I do know. Forgiveness is hard. Forgiveness is difficult Forgiveness is not easy, but Jesus called us to forgive. Jesus called us to forgive and almost make right with the person who's wronged us. And if it's most difficult to do with the people who are in our family, that probably means that we need to forgive them the most. Because I feel like with forgiveness, we have to go at it. Sometimes when it's the most difficult. Because Jesus didn't say to forgive others because it was easy. He said to forgive others because it needed to happen. And it needs to happen. And forgiveness tends to be most difficult with those who are closest to us. So here's the deal I know people who have issues with their family, I know people who are estranged and torn apart by divorce, and I know that there are situations like that that exist. But here, is what I want you to know. Those are the people in your life who should mean the most. Those are the people in your life that when things get really, really bad, those are the people who have the opportunity to be there for you. So don't let quarrels and misunderstandings destroy what should mean the most. Don't let quarrels and misunderstandings destroy what should mean the most. Have you ever met someone who has extreme family issues and extreme family dysfunction, and maybe it's led to a breaking apart of the family? I have to tell you something. Nothing breaks my heart more than that. Nothing breaks my heart to sit across from a friend and they go, I don't speak to my mother anymore. You don't? Why? Well, this happened and this happened, but she's your mom. She gave birth to you. You are her blood. I don't speak to my father anymore because of this and this and this. And I go, really? That's so sad. Can you make it right? Can you do something to make it right? No, I'm not interested in that. And when you do that, you miss out on moments. You miss out on these precious moments that you could be having. And I'm not saying that this is easy. And I'm not saying there aren't situations that are so gone that you can't recover from them. I get it. I get it that things are bad and people have done stupid things. But here's what I want you to know. If there's any way to make this right in your own heart, your life will be better because of it. And this ancient book of Proverbs says this, and it's so, so powerful related to our families. Friends, love, through all kinds of weather... And families stick together in all kinds of trouble. Proverbs 17, 17. Don't let quarrels and misunderstandings destroy what should mean the most. Now, let me back up. Some of you have been abused. Some of you have been abandoned. Some of you have been stolen. Some people stole money from you. Some people did things like that. And I'm not excusing those things that family members have done to you. If you've been emotionally or sexually abused, you need to run from that situation. That is an unhealthy situation, and I don't necessarily think it'd be healthy for you to enter back into that. But just every so often, somebody comes around and wants to make it right. Every so often, somebody comes around and they go, I know that I messed up. I want to make it right. And there are some situations that you can't recover from, but most times you can most times, you can actually come back from these things. Because if we look at our own families, most of the times, the things that rip us apart are not big things, are they? They're not big things. It's like in my life where i got, you know, my mom and I didn't talk for two weeks after I used the show towels in the bathroom, right? Who put show towels out for use, right? But what I'm saying is, is like, things like that happen, like stupid things happen. Don't let quarrels happen and misunderstandings destroy what should mean the most don't miss this don't miss this this is so important even if you don't agree with the decisions they the people who've wronged you might have made you're not going to agree with every decision everybody in your family makes but so often when someone's different than us or someone is you know they they make this lifestyle decision or they go this direction in their life we tend to separate ourselves from them Don't let quarrels and misunderstandings destroy what is so pure about family, even if you don't agree with the decisions they've made. Here's a big one. And this is where there's tension. And I love tension because I feel like there's beauty in tension. I feel like tension is one of those things that we tend to shy away from, but it's real and it's good. And we need to kind of walk into the tension, even if they've wronged you. Don't let quarrels and misunderstandings destroy the most, what means the most, even if someone has wronged you. That's hard. It's not easy. It's not black and white. There's no great answer for it. There's nothing that you necessarily can do, especially if they're not willing to admit that they were wrong and they wronged you. But you know, we're going to talk about this in, in December for three weeks when we talk about forgiveness. Sometimes forgiveness is not about the other person. Forgiveness is about you and what goes on in your heart. Forgiveness is about letting go. So for your family, those people who are supposed to mean the most, those people who you might not have a relationship with anymore, don't let quarrels and misunderstandings destroy what should mean the most. My favorite movie of all time is A League of Their Own. Some people like, you know, John, my buddy, when he first heard that, he's like, A League of Their Own is your favorite movie of all time, what is the matter with you?" And I said, it is. That's just my favorite movie. It's not, you know, an epic classic like The Godfather or whatever. I said, this is my favorite movie of all time. If you know the movie, it's about what happened during World War II when women started a baseball league because men were overseas and it kind of navigates the emotion of that moment. And Tom Hanks in that movie is a baseball player who was an alcoholic and then recovered And then what he did was he took over the managerial position of one of those teams. And when he sobered up, I'll never forget this line. He said this. He goes, I gave away five years at the end of my career to drink. Five years. And now there isn't anything that I wouldn't do to get back any one day of it. When you let this stuff destroy what means the most... You lose the most precious thing that you could have with those people. Time. Time is running out and life is short. Don't let this ruin what should mean the most. Let me pray for us. God, thanks so much for your word. And I know that there's a lot of emotion even in this room because I can feel it that goes in to family. And those people who are closest to us, or at least should be. And God, we know that you created family. That we should respond to that in a way that helps us grow and honor others and and connects with those people who are our blood. Those people who should mean the most. So God, I pray that you would work through this place today. I pray that if there are are people in this room who are struggling with issues related to their family, that you would work through them, that you would meet them where they are, that they would come running right to you and go, I need to make this right. I don't even know what that looks like and maybe it's just making it right in my own heart, but I have to make it right. Because I don't want anymore to let this thing that's ripped us apart continue to rip us apart. I don't want to destroy what should mean the most. God, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this text that we were able to just kind of pick through today and what it means for our lives. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.